Hey tribe, and welcome back to another episode of the Empower Yourself with MLG podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Lagrange, and this is episode number 17. Your past does not equal your future. Take a moment to really consider that. Isn't it freeing and so empowering? If you had a chance now for a completely new story, what would you choose for your future? Now I know you may feel so stuck in your past and your present that you can't even think of a different future. And in today's episode, we'll chat about four main categories that you can start to look at in order for you to create a new future. These categories are your decisions, your experiences, your patterns, and your beliefs. Let's dive right into it. Let's look at your decisions first. Decide whether you're still happy with your decisions. Decisions you made in the past may not be applicable or appropriate to your life anymore, and it may be time for you to make new ones. Now, I know what can happen here is that you slide into a sense of shame or guilt around the decisions that you've made in the past, and maybe you don't want to admit to yourself and to others that it may not be right for you anymore especially if you have invested a lot of time and energy and maybe even money into something. Now remember not to judge yourself because you did not know then what you know now. Back then, you made the best decision based on the information and experience that you had. And you may know more now or are in a different stage in your life or your needs and priorities have changed. It's okay to make a new decision. Now, if you don't have a clue where to start evaluating your life, because I know it can be very muddled sometimes, you can use the life wheel to help you put everything in an overview. So the life wheel basically gives you eight main categories of your life. And then you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. How happy are you in that area? And then you can ask yourself, what would it take to improve that area by one point? Or also, what would the ultimate look like? And then you can reverse engineer a method to get there. So I will place the categories in the show notes, but I will also just quickly read them to you so that you can allow that to start swirling in your mind. So the categories you can look at is your physical environment, so where you live and where you work, and then the second one is your career and your purpose. How much fulfillment do you have there and how happy are you there? The third one is finances. Then we have health and self-care. Then family, friends and community. So basically your social structure. Then romance and your relationship. Then personal and spiritual growth. Well, the fact that you're here listening to this, you can already give yourself one point extra there. <laughs> And then the last one is fun, hobbies, and recreational. So what you do just for fun. Okay, so I will put them, like I said, in the show notes. But for each of these categories, ask yourself where you stand and how you can improve that. 
it just makes it easier to have it in an overview because then it doesn't feel so overwhelming that you have to change your whole life now. You can literally focus on one category at a time. Another point on decisions is to remember that the majority of what you have in your life now is a result of decisions you made somewhere in the past, reaching as far back as your childhood. And these may have been subconscious decisions that came from an experience or are a natural result of a certain belief system you hold. For example, if you grew up in a certain family culture, you are prone to adopt their philosophy and continue your life and family in a similar fashion. Now, you can ask yourself if your family's values really apply to you or whether you have just blindly accepted them as your own. Now, of course, you don't have to throw out everything. Just look at which ones don't sit quite right with you or are not applicable to this day and age anymore. And the same applies to the rest of your social structure as well. We are very much molded by our environment and friends and society. And there's nothing wrong with questioning and going against the grain every now and again. Remember, it's always better to walk alone than with a crowd going in the wrong direction. Okay, so that was our first main category to look at, your decisions. Now, the next one is your past experiences. Your experiences of the past can influence you in a positive or negative way in the future, depending on what you decide. Now, let me tell you a story about two brothers. You may have heard it before, but just keep listening anyway. It's always a great reminder. Okay, so these two brothers grow up in the same household to a very abusive father. He was an alcoholic and was always floating around, never had any kind of stability in his life, lost his jobs, was very aggressive and emotionally abusive to everyone in his family. Now, of course, these two brothers couldn't wait until they were 18 and could get out of the house and start living their own lives. And eventually they grow up and they go their separate ways. A couple of years later, a family friend runs into one of the brothers. Now, this brother, unfortunately, is a duplicate of his dad. Basically, he struggles with addiction. He can't keep his family together. He is in and out of jobs and is just really struggling and has been struggling since the day he left his home. And the friend looked at him and asked, what happened to you? Why is your life like this? And the brother answers, well, if you look at my father and how I grew up, how can I be any different? So the friend leaves the brother and as it so happens, he runs into the other brother the next week. Now, this brother is the complete opposite. He has a wonderful family. He's got a stable job. He's fit. His life is on track. And this obviously really surprised the family friend. And he asked him, wow, what happened to you? Why is your life so good? And the brother answers, well, if you look at my father and how I grew up, how can I be any different? So the moral of the story here, as you have already probably guessed, is that we can choose what meaning our past has. None of us can change our past. We can't change the experiences, the self-imposed ones and the things that happen to us. But it is completely in our control what we are going to make it mean for us. And that will determine the rest of our lives and our future. Now, there are thousands of stories of people using the worst experiences of their lives in order to become the best versions of themselves. 
And I highly recommend you go and search for those people. How your past influences your future is up to you. Another example is pain. Pain can break you open and show you deeper levels of yourself and of love. And through that, you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and the world around you. And this can be converted into beautiful traits of increased empathy, wisdom, and tolerance. In moments of pain, you can also choose to upgrade yourself. So to use that pain to become stronger by taking action toward a higher level of yourself, both internally and externally. Now, of course, on the flip side, pain can make you distrust people. It can make you resentful and bitter, and it can make you hard by building strong walls around you. The source of your pain might be out of your control, especially if it happened in the past, but what it means for your future is completely up to you. Now, what will you choose? Will you become a victim, bitter, resentful, rigid, and hard? Or will your past experiences allow you to become more open, more flexible, more understanding, wiser, and stronger? Next, let's look at your patterns. The patterns of the past do not have to be the patterns of the future. I know this is a deep topic and can be very hard to overcome, but it is possible and really important to tackle if you don't want your life to be on an endless rinse and repeat cycle. When it comes to your patterns, there's a lot of power in just recognizing and understanding them. We often fall victim to our patterns because they can be so subtle that we don't recognize them as patterns. And when we do, we don't want to go through the sometimes very uncomfortable process of analyzing them. The thing is, once you recognize and understand your patterns, it automatically creates distance between you and the pattern And then you can use that gap to make better decisions. Also, when you understand where they come from, you can work on the root cause and eliminate the source instead of always trying to just treat the symptoms. I've had the experience before that a deep-seated pattern was eliminated just because I recognized and understood it. All of a sudden, it loses its power. It is like looking up for the first time and seeing that what you have been doing wasn't you, but a puppet master moving you. Now remember, a puppet master needs the puppet to be unconscious and unaware, otherwise it can't manipulate it. So once you realize that the knots of the strings are attached to you, you can choose to loosen them and set yourself free. Another thing to look at when it comes to patterns is how your pattern is serving you. Believe it or not, every negative behavior has a positive intent. It's trying to give us something or fulfill something in some way. So the question is, what has this pattern been giving you? Maybe it has given you relief in a moment when you felt the situation was too difficult or overwhelming. Maybe it is familiar and you know what to expect, which feels safer than moving into uncertainty. You know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. So the question is, how has this pattern served you? What need has it been fulfilling for you? And once you know that, you can start to look at different ways of fulfilling these needs in a healthier way. You can also evaluate the trigger, the sequence and structure of this pattern. Knowing that can help you to put a plan in place up front. So when that trigger pops up, you can interrupt the pattern by doing something else. Or you can replace certain key points in the sequence or structure so that the pattern doesn't follow the same automated route again. 
One more thing you can do with regards to patterns is to ask yourself what kind of person does not have these patterns. And then you can study and model them, almost using them as a blueprint for a better life. We are so fortunate to live in a time where we have access to so many amazing people who we can learn from and be inspired by. Now, just take note, I said model them, not copy. (laughs) We still want you to be you. You just want to figure out the parts that will serve you and integrate them into your life. It does not mean that you want to try to be exactly like someone else. Now, the last category that we're going to look at is your belief. And particularly, you have to look at the belief you have about the possibility and probability of you being able to change yourself. And this is a big one. The bigger shift that had to happen for me in order to really believe the fact that my past does not equal my future was to really believe that it is possible for me to change things I previously thought were a permanent part of me, like my genes, experiences, personality traits, and I thought I was just stuck with it and I could do nothing about it. And I think a lot of us don't really believe that we can change and that is why we never even start or we give up easily when we don't see immediate results. Through my own experience, I know for a fact that we can change and transform ourselves, even if we are prone to certain traits and behaviors. With self-awareness and true willingness, we can move away from those characteristics that don't serve us just by not feeding them or using them in an empowering and positive way and through that upgrade that characteristic to something useful. So I would recommend looking at people's stories who have made themselves into different people. Look at people like Tony Robbins, David Goggins, Oprah Winfrey. Maybe you're even lucky enough to have someone in your direct circle who you can look to for inspiration and guidance. Read books and watch YouTube videos. Dan Pena always says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. My husband and I had this conversation the other day that reading books by inspirational people makes you feel like you are in direct conversation with them. If you feed yourself with books and videos of people who inspire you, it is like you are programming your subconscious mind toward becoming that. If you don't have inspirational friends, read and look at inspirational stories. If you don't have driven and motivated people around you, look at the lives of those who are ultra-driven. If you don't have millionaire friends, read millionaires' books or watch their videos. Read about their journeys, their mindsets and advice. It's always amazing to me how much knowledge people are willing to share, either completely free or in a $20 book. If you don't have mentors in your physical environment, you can still have access to the great ones through books, videos, seminars, audios, whatever. There are so many options. Be very, very selective of what you feed your mind. With enough repetition and impressions, you program your mind without even realizing it. And however your mind is programmed, such is the result that you will see in your life. And one last little bonus thing that I like to do is to pretend that I don't have any limiting beliefs. And then from that, I visualize what my life would look like. If I really had no limiting beliefs, what would I be doing? Sometimes you have to take yourself to the outcome first. And from there, it's easier to reverse engineer the mindset, actions and influences you need in order to get there. 
you have to retrain your mind into fully accepting and believing that you are not just the product of genes and experiences or whatever else you like to surrender your power to, but that it is absolutely possible for you to create who you want to be and what you want for your future. So do yourself and the world a favor and stop limiting yourself by your past. If you had no personal history of any kind, who would you choose to be tomorrow? That's it from me for today, my friends. I hope that this opened up your future for you. And even if there was just one little thing that inspired you and made it click for you, that you are actually in control of the rest of your life and that you can create what you want to have. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, loved hanging out with you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or evening and always remember to live an empowered life. I'll catch you in the next one.